The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You are out of my house immediately. The yeah. second the words come out your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. It is over. I don't care if we married. It's yeah. a wrap. Yeah. Get out. I agree. And it should be that way. It, so the thing about it is we have to have standards, requirements, and boundaries. Yeah. That you you gotta respect my boundaries. Yeah. You don't even have one time to say that. Yeah. If you say it one time, it's over. Yeah. Certain I agree. Things. I agree. And I believe that a lot of our relationship issues are due to somebody not holding firm on their boundaries. boundaries. I 100% agree with that. (coughs) Welcome to another episode of Full Transparency with Donnie Wiggins. I love this podcast so much, you guys, because I give you an inside look at the conversations that I have with some of my entrepreneur friends. Like, remember, imagine we are at lunch and I'm just having a conversation, catching up with one of my friends. That's exactly what I am doing today. I have one of my favorite guys in the building with me today, Mr. Aaron Mallory. How are you, Aaron? What's going on? I am amazing. How are you? I am good. I am good. Do you know why I call you one of my favorite guys? No. You don't know. Well, I have an idea, but I want to know. You want me to tell you? Yeah. You're one of my favorite guys because we've known each other probably for a strong six, six years, years now, about uh-huh. six years, and you have been so consistent. You, anytime you see me in public, you make sure I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, you're always asking if I need anything. Mm-hmm. If you see my hands full, you'll relieve that. Mm-hmm. If I'm about to leave an establishment, Daytime, nighttime, doesn't matter. You are walking me to my car. I have told you plenty of times, like, oh, no, I'm good. I can handle it. And you're like, Mm-mm. whenever I'm present. You sit down. You sit down, and I got you. It's been times where I've yelled across a room. <laughs> It'll be a room full of people, right? And I see you with your purse. Donnie, where you going? No. <laughs> wait, wait until I come back. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. And you'll be like, okay. Yes, yes, yes. And there's even been situations. I remember a few years ago, it's probably been like three. mm, It had to have been maybe five years ago Mm -hmm. um, where I had a situation with my daughter. A a male customer got really out of line with her and she was afraid and she called me to come to her job. And I went up there and um, the guy got really out of line with me and I went live. Mm -hmm. I ended up going live on Instagram because I thought I was going to have to defend myself. Mm -hmm. And Aaron was the first man. I was in a whole relationship at that time. You were the first man that called my phone and was about that action. Where Where are you? Where the address at? Where we at? What we doing? Mm -hmm. And I've just always respected you for that. You were consistent in that way. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Which is why it's so hard for me to really kind of accept Aaron online. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really, really difficult. You've been like the sweet guy. You've been like, you know how they say, um, you know how it, there's a saying where it says uh, nice guys always finish last. Mm-hmm. If I had to like put a face to a nice guy, mm-hmm. it would be you. Mm-hmm. But then you're this guy on the Internet. I'm not nice. I'm kind. Mm. And there's a difference. Mm-hmm. 
Tell know, me what that is. A, a kind person is a person that's gentle, that protects, mm-hmm. right? A nice person doesn't protect. They're just people pleasing. Mm-hmm. I'm not a people pleaser. Yeah. Everybody kiss my ass. <laughs> so I don't people please in yeah. any kind of way, but I'm a kind person. So it's a big difference because the nice guys finished last is because that nice guy is going to get ran over and he doesn't have the protective, I got this nature. He's just like, oh my God, uh, is everybody okay? I don't care about everybody. I care about the people that I care about. Mm. And everybody else can, I don't care. Mm. You know? So I'm not, I don't give my energy or that type of energy to everybody. It's the people I care about. Yeah. So I, I guess I had you pegged all wrong because if I'm being totally honest, when I started to see you come out, like to me. Wait, come out? Wait. <laughs> Pause. Pause. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> I cannot. We are not starting this episode <laughs> off this way. All right. So you are this huge figure now on uh on social media would you call yourself a dating coach i am a uh, no it's not about dating to me because i literally don't give a damn if you find a man or a woman or not <laughs> i care about if you find yourself mm. and i i think too many people are running away from who they either are or who they used to be mm. and they operate with this role self yeah. Where they want to be, it goes back to the people pleasing. Mm-hmm. People want to be what other people want them to be. And oh. that ends up unraveling in relationships. Yeah. And when you're, the real person comes out, now the person is like, yo, what are you doing? Who are you? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the actual person. Mm-hmm. You know, your representative was the person that you've been for the last three, four, five months. Yeah. So I don't believe in that. You know, mm-hmm. any woman that knows me or likes me or whatever, she's going to get all of this work, all this energy, and it's going to be the loving energy too, but it's going to be the sit your ass down energy. And I'm never or will ever tell a woman to sit her ass down like, hey, sit your ass down. You will. Okay, I did that to you. But. You will. You told me. <laughs> <laughs> sit your ass down. But but even, so what I was going to say Not is. Not in a confrontational way though. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So then there is a fun, loving, sit your ass down. Mm-hmm. But what if I said, Aaron, sit your ass down. Is it fun loving still? Yeah. It can be fun loving. Mm-hmm. It's not masculine energy. No. Hmm. It's all about context. You know, it's, it's like, man, if you don't sit your ass down somewhere, it's fun, you mm-hmm. know? But I would never just get in a woman's face and say, listen, you, you so-and-so, you did. No, because now that means I'm not the man I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Because if I ever got a wolf up at a woman, which I literally never have done, I'm out of character and I don't, I'm not going to go out of frame for nobody. Mm. I always say, don't let nobody trick you off the streets. Yeah. So that was some hood stuff, but now I'm out here dealing with women and not dating women. In specific, I'm saying, coaching are you women. dating women? Yeah, I'm dating women, but I'm just saying in this context, okay. I'm coaching women. Mm-hmm. So with me being a coach and from your question earlier, I help women understand their emotional attachments and not trying to help them get a man. I help women understand their emotional attachments, Mm -hmm. but you're not trying to help them get a man. Right. See, getting a man is the byproduct, just like what we do on social media, right? Mm -hmm. We don't necessarily do what we do specifically for money. We do what we do to help the community. The byproduct of helping the community, we make money. Mm -hmm. So we got to look at, the actual thing and the actual byproduct. 
Because if I'm running around doing something in order to get a woman, I'm disingenuous to the woman that I'm trying to get. Because I got to build myself up. Yeah. I got to get the therapy. I got to make the money. I got to work on myself. I got to uh, resolve things with, with my parents and all these other things before I get with a woman. Yeah. So the woman is a byproduct of me working on myself. And yeah. that's what I focus on when it comes to women. Do you feel like the internet gives people, you even, more confidence to like say some of these things? And the reason that I ask that question is because if you ever have an opportunity to meet this man and build a personal relationship with him, Aaron, you really are like the sweetest, most Thank gentle, you. just kindest, mm -hmm. softest. And I, I mean that in a, in a very positive way. You're like a very gentle, soft, kind spirit. Mm -hmm. But on the Internet, I see some of your videos and your comments and I'm like, who is this monster? It's very, it's a very aggressive approach. And I'm like, Aaron is just not that guy in, in person. Well, guess what, Donnie? Every man, every protector has to be a monster somewhere in them. Uh, a protector, uh, an actual provider has to have a side of him where he would, he, he has to, he has to have the ability for violence so on social media, it's not violent, you know what I mean? But it's the aggressive side of me, you know? Mm -hmm. And you lead with that. Is mm -hmm. it because you really want to display that side as a protector? Or do you lead with that because you feel like this is the draw and this will get engagement? Um, I'm not going to lie and say it's not the draw to get engagement. Because the thing about it is just how life is. Mm -hmm. We go to movies not to just sit there, look at people, hold hands. You know, chick flicks, yeah. Mm -hmm. But you want to see cars blowing up. You you got you want to see people shooting the John Wicks of the world. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So to a certain degree, I'm like the John Wick of social media. Yeah. You know the what I mean? John Wick of social media. Yeah. I'm going to your Instagram page right now real quick. And that's uh, what Mr. Let Go is versus Aaron. Okay, now we're talking. Mm -hmm. So Aaron is versus Mr. Let Go is. Mm -hmm. Explain that. So going back to John Wick, when John, when they killed this dog, right? Mm -hmm. He was a very happy, you know, how he... Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. He was playing with his dog or whatever and jogging with or whatever, mm -hmm. right? And then when they did what they did, he not turned into somebody else, he showed his other side mm -hmm. because they killed his dog, right? I'm not going to let nobody kill my dog. 
I don't have a dog, but you know. I understand. <laughs> so the thing about it is, I think uh, masculinity is both sides. It can't be one, because it'll be the nice guy, people pleasing everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so all together, um, when it comes to social media, like I said, I say it with my chest, because what we have going on in our communities, like the single mother epidemic, mm-hmm. it's a real issue, and I really get upset about what's actually going on out here. Like, I'm not going to say who it was, but there is a famous dude that I just I just did a video about. I ain't posted yet. He was more or less saying, this is what he said. He said, the uh, the woman, like, was born or was created with ribs, all, you know, full, you know, put together. The man, because the woman took his rib, is now missing a rib. So the broken person is actually the man. Mm-hmm. You ladies are blah, blah, blah. You don't need a man, Right. I can't stand dudes like that. A man said that? A man said that. Mm. And I'm going to go at his neck mm. in, a, in, a, in an aggressive manner. The reason why is because that particular man is, one, pandering, pandering to women, and, two, he's pushing the agenda of single motherhood because the majority mm-hmm. of these women that he's most likely talking to either has kids already or aspires to have kids. Yeah. So if you run around saying you don't need no man, telling all these, oh, you don't need no man, you're part of the problem. So as a man, as somebody that's in this community, to a certain degree, I got to be aggressive sometimes. Mm, I get that. I also think there's a lot of, um, I think, in this space, right? So mm-hmm. when we're talking about making a lot of money on the Internet, uh podcasts that are blowing up if you are in the space where you're talking about business and helping people make money Mm -hmm. like I am or if you're in the space where you're talking about relationships that's like the big play right Mm -hmm. I hate that word play but I use it because it's so familiar to society but that's like the big way that we've proven that you can make money and I think sometimes what's happening in our industry period what's happening right now is so many people are just looking for a way to make money that they become whoever they need to become or they'll say mm-hmm. whatever they need to say, even if they don't necessarily believe it. So there's another famous guy, um, very, very popular. We won't say his name either, but he is an advocate of the woman. Like um, you would say that he is always telling men this is what you need to do to deserve her and treat her this way. And if your man isn't treating you like this, Mm -hmm. then that's not really your man. And ladies, you deserve more. Mm -hmm. And then there was a scandal that he was attached to. And he's, you know, he was a married man. And we found out that much of what he was saying, he was not practicing. Um, I got got a quick story. Okay. Do you want to say the person's name? It's up to you. We're talking about Derrick Jackson. Okay. So, um, to a certain degree, I am part of his downfall. You are part of his downfall. So, I'm not taking any credit. It was Tasha K. I helped Tasha K. I didn't go find no juicy stuff or whatever. But um, speaking of aggressiveness, right, speaking of confrontational, you know, energy Mm -hmm. as a man, I made a diss video about this dude probably in 2017. Mm -hmm. I was like, this dude need to get out of here, right? It was when everybody was running, running around calling everybody F-boys. Yeah. I literally stopped all content creators from saying the word F-boy. It just stopped being said in videos after that. Hmm. I said, I'm sick of you dudes 
calling men f boys. Mm-hmm. Let's get rid of this word. Find another word, you you weirdos, right? And he actually said something in the comments like, "Oh, see, some of these dudes, uh, they won't say what they, you know, these things in 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 a dude's face, right?" Mm-hmm. So he had an event with my guy Ace, and Ace was like, "Yo, pull up, right?" And I knew that he was doing it with Derrick Jackson, right? So I was like, oh, okay. I remember him saying something about, you know, how, you know, dude won't say nothing like that in his face. So we all backstage, Stefan speaks, Ace Metaphor, uh, Derrick Jackson, and Ace and Stefan were standing over here, right? And I conveniently sat on a, um, a speaker that was kind of taller, mm-hmm. and he was sitting kind of like down here, right? Yeah. Just in case something was a jump off, because he's a big dude. He's right? a big dude. Right. I can, like, jump on his neck or something. <laughs> but I wasn't looking to fight. But I Just put, in case. I put myself in a position where if something was a jump off, yeah. I would have somewhat of an advantage, right? Okay. But I just walked up, and I just kind of like, what's up, bro? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he said what he said, and I said what I said. wasn't nothing crazy. But, you know, I just wanted to let them know that I'm here, you know. So if you got something to say to me, like, I'm here. But mm-hmm. I'm, I am I mean, I'm here, you know. I'm not here to start no mess. But, you know, I just wanted to just let you know, like, bro, like, be careful what you say online. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's really happening in the backstage of these relationship experts. <laughs> like, y'all, y'all got R&B beef. We got relationship beef behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, Aaron. I, so we're talking about that and where I was going with it is I believe a lot of people are just jumping into this space because it's profitable. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not necessarily because they mean what they say. Um, for years I wondered and, and I would love to have a sit down with Derek Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to really have a transparent conversation with him. I'll say that, mm-hmm. but I, you know, in the beginning, maybe around that 2015, 16 timeframe, I used to be really um, impressed with his mindset, right? I used to be really, because it sounded like somebody was defending women. And furthermore, it sounded like somebody was finally defending black women. Mm-hmm. And then as time went on, as I became more savvy in business and thing, I saw the, I saw the marketing behind it. Mm-hmm. I saw the sales behind it. I yeah. saw the funnel kind of, you get these women in here. Now you, you get them to do whatever you want them to do. Mm-hmm. And I'll have to say, I was really, really disappointed that, um, one thing that I admire about Kevin Samuels, even though I am not a Kevin Samuels fan, I know that you are. No, you're not. Mm. I thought you were. No, huh. I had a issue. I had a, I had issues with what he did. I wasn't against him, but I'm not a fan of his. Yeah, I think I, I actually, saw you defend a couple of his positions. But I like, actually got on YouTube because of Kevin Samuels. So mm-hmm. I always have to put that out there. Mm-hmm. But because I was like, oh, you know, we was all on Instagram, right? Yeah. I was on Instagram for years. And I was like, yo, I always looked at YouTube as how to fix a tire and yeah, how to change, a, you know, stuff like that. And I was like, yo, there's black dudes on YouTube? Like, look at this setup. Who is this dude? You yeah. know? So I seen him. I didn't really pay attention to what he talked about. But I was like, yo, I'm about to do that. So I didn't know who he was. Mm -hmm. He just inspired me to get on YouTube and start talking. You know what I'm saying? But overall, um, to a certain degree, and this isn't, you know, rest in peace, Kevin Samuels. This isn't against Kevin Samuels. 
to a certain degree, I have an issue with men or women who put women in a position where they can look stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, I would never have a woman come up on my show yes. and say something dumb. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, see, you're dumb. See, you're this. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help her. I'm going to put her in a position where, first of all, that didn't make no sense. How about we do it that way? And I'm going to treat her with care. Now, when I'm talking to just women as a whole, I'm going to be like, see, y'all pookie pickers. And, you know, y'all are loser choosers. Y- y'all stop dating these pookies. Loser choosers? Yeah, a lot of... A lot I of love it. First of all, you need to wrap that up in a guide. How to no longer be a loser chooser. Yeah, so... That's a free downloadable lead magnet. Mm, Do that. Loser choosers and pookie pickers. So I'll say that to a demographic of women, <laughs> because they are, but I wouldn't say it to one woman. Yeah. Because now I'm talking to that one woman. Because the thing about it is, talking to women... In particular, is one thing, but when you talk to that one person, that's a conversation. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to have a conversation with a woman and say things like that. Um, it's a difference. Aaron, I feel like before the camera started rolling, you were definitely trying to have a conversation with me. Because? Because? I you, care about you. Because you care about me. So mm-hmm. you can have that conversation with people that you know and care about in real life, mm-hmm. but not... Some random woman on social media that is up trying to say something stupid. So you just want to hurt my feelings because yes. you care about me. Because I care about you. Yeah. But didn't I uplift you already when I told you to look at the video? Y'all, he told me, listen, I was going through something off camera. <laughs> and Aaron said, we don't engage that. In fact, we completely disengage that. He said, look in that camera and say, I am Beyonce. And I said, I am Beyonce. And he's like, now ask yourself in this situation, what would Beyonce do? And then I had to retract and say, uh, maybe I'm more like Kelly, though. <laughs> maybe I'm Kelly. Maybe I'm Kelly. Because um, Beyonce in certain situations would say nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, she is publicly very in control of her emotions. Right. Um, publicly. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I. That's not real, though. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I admire that she is very publicly aware of her emotions and she keeps her composure and she's always thinking about her brand image and what she's putting out there. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes the Solange approach is is real. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I'm talking about the elevator scene. Everybody Mm -hmm. knows the elevator where her and Beyonce and Jay-Z are on the elevator and Solange is upset about something and she's defending her sister, as it seems, and she goes ham on her brother. Sometimes that's what's real. Even if it's not right, sometimes that's what's real. It's not what's real. That was, was that was absolutely real in that elevator. She didn't handle man. <laughs> what do you wait? See, manless woman. Manless Here we which, go. Which, which camera is on me? Here we go. This is this is your is this camera, camera right here. This is your camera. Manless we about to start some women. shit. Manless women do not go at it with men. Okay? That is what manless women always tend to do, Mm. right? You either find a man in your world, your space, or in your circle to do the dirt for you or let him, you know, protect you or whatever. But one thing you never do is go at it with a man. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it's it's already understood when a woman has a man, she has a man. Hey, babe, this guy's doing this and that. What do I do? But a lot of times... Manless women just don't even know what the rules of engagement is when it comes to whether it's social media or in real life. Mm-hmm. You sit down somewhere. 
Mm, you sit down somewhere. Yeah, you have men in if your you circle. If you could feel the cringe inside my chest right now. So I do agree. Wait, what does sit down somewhere make you cringe? What What is that? Well, it's not sit down somewhere. It's so essentially what you're saying to me, the way that I'm hearing it, mm-hmm. at least. Um, now, what Solange did in the elevator, I out don't defend line. that. It she was out of line. Trash for that. You, you, don't, you can't just go fighting men, right? right? But on the flip side of that, if a man is attacking you and you are a single woman, you are a manless woman, I do feel like you have a right to defend yourself. And no. I'm not talking about physically. I'm not talking about hitting a man because most men, most women can't beat a man. But if a man is out of line with you, I don't see a problem. Like, I don't, first of all, man or woman, I don't feel like every confrontation needs to be addressed. Most things are so beneath you that it doesn't warrant a response at all. Mm-hmm. But there are some situations where a response is both warranted and required. And if there's not a man available in that space at that time, what do you do? Just like, oh, I'm a manless woman, so let me not defend my name. Is the that what you're saying? That is, it goes back to, see, I, I'm rule-oriented. It goes back to what I just said. Manless women, find somebody in your circle to defend you. What if there is not anybody in my or circle? you call the police or you something like that. Yeah, but it's not a police. It's not a 911 issue. Oh, it's not a 911 issue. So you're saying, because you, you said somebody attacks you. You're not saying you're not you're actually being attacked. Is somebody in the comment section or something? <laughs> somebody making a video about you? Somebody making like you mad. Somebody yeah, picking somebody on you. Somebody, picking on somebody you? bullying you. Yes. Yes, oh. yes. In so fact, I am. That's not what being attacked actually means. <laughs> so, okay. That's so, what women, I feel attacked, sit down somewhere. Okay. You are not being attacked. Uh-huh. Because the bottom line is, this is little people in your phone, mm-hmm. right? If a man is not in your face trying to do anything crazy to you, mm-hmm. you sit down. Mm-hmm. And the problem with a lot of manless women is y'all y'all want to be heard so, so badly. Mm-hmm. And I'm always going to keep saying it. Sit your ass down somewhere. Ain't nobody trying to hurt you or kill you or nothing. Yeah. Sit down. I don't know if it's fair to say that's a manless woman thing. I think it's more a confrontational woman thing. I have friends who are single who never, ever engage in confrontation. And and they're single women. They mm-hmm. don't engage in confrontation. And I respect, I admire, in fact, there's sometimes I admire their emotional intelligence. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that's really dope of you. You don't even flinch. Mm-hmm. In most cases, I don't even flinch because I understand people. Mm-hmm. But I would be lying if I said there is not a situation where I'm like, okay, now you're going too far. And now I'm going to have to speak to you. And say. And when I say confrontation or when I say defend yourself, I'm not talking about, bit, 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 bit. like, I'm not doing that energy. It's just like, yo, what's up with that? Like, no, no. You don't say that either. Hmm. No, a feminine woman stays in her femininity. Go ahead and say in her place. Hey, hey, CEO Donnie Wiggins here. And I am so excited to announce my new mentorship group is dropping. You may have already heard about it, but I wanted I wanted you to hear it from the horse's mouth directly from me. My new mentorship group, Actionable CEO for entrepreneurs who are interested in professional growth, 
personal growth and financial growth. You want to learn from me. Y'all have been asking for this for the last three years, and I have finally brought Actionable CEO back to serve you every single week, direct mentorship for me. You will also hear from other people who are in my community that I believe will be greatly impactful to you. You're going to get behind the scenes. We're going to be spending some time together live. This is not pre-recorded. This is live mentorship. So if you are an entrepreneur and you want to be connected, feel connected, you want to elevate your brand, you want to elevate your life, you want to elevate your level of success, Actionable CEO is for you. ActionableCEO.com. See you there. Go ahead and say in her place, Aaron, so we can have a conversation. <laughs> so we can get busy right now, okay? <laughs> Go ahead okay, and say I'll it. Okay, I'll say it. I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared of y'all. A feminine woman stays in her place. Sit down. Because mm. like I said, you just want to be heard. At some point in your youth, something went on and you felt disrespected or violated. Mm. And you didn't win. But now you're grown or older. You feel like, oh, I got fists. I got hands. I got social media. Oh, you ain't going to get away with this. You're not even talking to the actual man that's in the comments talking about you. You're talking about the person that hurt you when you were younger, when mm. you felt helpless. I think that's a relevant position in some cases. But sometimes you just have, so when you decide to be. Sometimes, no. Sometimes you just got to smoke some crack. No, 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 no. no. So that listen. means there's no sometimes. No, listen, listen, listen. There's no sometimes, Can, Donnie. Is it is it masculine of me to ask to speak? Go ahead. <laughs> you ask to speak, so yes, that's feminine. Is that feminine? That's feminine. One point for me, y'all keeping score? Keep score, one point for me. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when I started this journey of being an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. I just wanted to be an entrepreneur. I have built all kinds of businesses, um, and, and this is very important for those who just lack clarity. I've owned a cleaning business. I've, earned, I've owned a property management company. I've owned a luxury concierge service. I've owned clothing stores. I've owned, I, was a, you know, I had a promotion company. I've done so much, and I've a, done— a amazing motivational speaker. I have a speaking career, which is you know, a business. I'm an author. I have a book. Like I actually do business. And when I decided that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, it wasn't fueled by becoming a public figure. That's not what I thought. When I was when I was a rapper back in the day and I was a songwriter, that was me trying to be famous, and right? you're actually good because I've, I've heard some of your songs. You, <laughs> Thank you. Were you actually good. I, I, I thought so too. Mm -hmm. When I was pursuing that career, that was me wanting to be famous and in front of the public and saying, hey, everybody, look at me. Mm -hmm. When I decided to become an entrepreneur, though, I just, I, I guess I didn't have any perspective of what that actually looked like. And I start building my business and we start leveraging social media and you just kind of run into being this public, you know, figure mm -hmm. and influencer. Like I, I have a voice now and people come to hear it. And one of the things that when I say sometimes it's necessary, so I ignore so many negative comments, like every single day. For the most part, I get a lot of love mm -hmm. and praise. And people know my heart because I because of how I publicly pour out. Mm -hmm. But every now and then, I get these little slick comments. And I understand now why celebrities sometimes, they just lose it. And they respond and they say something because... The celebrities that they ain't got no man. Just keep that in mind. Oh, the my God. that ain't oh got no man God. lose it. No, no, that's not true. Celebrities will some, sometimes people, let's just say people <laughs> sometimes break and they say something because you didn't Man ask for this. 
and you didn't know that it was coming and now you're this public figure and people really think they can say whatever they want to say to you on the internet and for the most part it's easy to ignore because sometimes people are saying things that are just so outlandish it it's too far-fetched to even Mm -hmm. bother you but every now and then there's a comment and it's like hold on you playing in my face now Mm -hmm. now i need to respond to this you mean to tell me 100 percent of the time Mm -hmm. there should be no response there should be no response 100 percent of the time you are a feminine woman and at the same time you're not even in the the confrontational world i'm in a confrontational world let me deal with it but you're not my man i care about you do i have to be your man to care about you i'm i don't know do you how long have I been protecting you? A long time, but... I protected you when your man was in the same building. Yes, you did. So what are you talking about? <laughs> However, that's not even... That's not that's not the norm. You know, and many women don't have just that force of protection, that armor of protection around them. Well, and many women have to protect themselves. I'm special, but I'm not necessarily just talking about me. Mm-hmm. There are women who have nobody to protect them. They have to protect themselves. Well, I would say for women to put themselves in a position where they can befriend more men. That's fair. Men have no problems being acquainted and cool with women instead of just always having sex with them. Men aren't these weirdo uh, sex driven uh, gorillas. Mm-hmm. We're people. Mm-hmm. But one of the biggest issues that I see with women, women don't trust men. So they'll have a man that's a friend, not a childhood friend, because some women are like, oh, yeah, we've been cool since yeah. we were in ninth grade. I'm talking about just a, a new guy that you meet at a bar and y'all just get cool, right? Yeah. You know some things, he knows some things, and y'all could just be cool. Mm-hmm. If more men and women were to do that, mm-hmm. we would have more trust for each other mm-hmm. because everything can't just be about sex because women as well as men just see the opposite sex as sex and there's no friendships being cultivated. So Mm -hmm. a lot of these women, like you say, they don't have a man that cares about them because they don't accept men in their lives to actually care about them unless they smashing. Hmm. They don't accept men Mm -hmm. in their lives who actually care about them. You accepted me. I did. But, you know, that can be tricky. That can go either way. Mm -hmm. I think that I accepted you and you presented yourself because we were in a familiar environment with people that can vouch for us. We Mm -hmm. were in an environment with other mutual friends. So Mm -hmm. it's a little different for the average person, um, a man just trying to be there for you in that way. um, It can come off sometimes like while I appreciate that Mm -hmm. at the same time, what else does he possibly want from me? Well, that's the problem with women. Is it the problem yes, with women or is always, it the problem with what men have proven themselves to be over that time? That man didn't prove that. Mm. Somebody in your past proved that. Very and true. And all men ain't the same. You know how women be like, not all women are this and that. Same thing. Not all men are like that. I'll give you that. You know? One like, point for Aaron. Put that. Put a point on his side. I got at least eight points. You got, you got one, right? One we, point, we, we one, at, are we about I'm even eight. right now? No, I'm at eight. You're at one. Oh, my gosh. So all I'm saying is if women were to learn how like it, the number one thing a woman has to do first is to set brown, set boundaries. Yes. Right. So with, with me and you, there was 
um, cause you said we met when it's, when we're around other people or whatever, right? Yeah. That can happen with another woman that's not in our world. Yeah. As it long can. as she just sets boundaries, like say a guy tries to holler at her or whatever, because I actually have a female friend. I tried to holler at her and she was like, I'm going through so much. She literally was running from a guy, her ex-husband, and he kept following her trying to, you know, you know how things happen. Yeah. An abusive relationship. Oh, I'm going to find you if I can't have you and nobody can. Mm -hmm. Situation like that, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. And we became cool. Now, not one time that I jump up and say, I'm going to find a dude and beat him up or whatever. Mm -hmm. But all together, we became friends. Mm -hmm. So it's little situations like that where a guy can say, oh, man, I, I'm sorry that happened, you know. And things are bigger than, you know, let me sleep with you. I think that's the exception, though. I don't think that's the norm. Like, mm -hmm. I believe that men and women can absolutely be platonic friends. Mm -hmm. But I think the way that you meet that platonic friend is usually... Not like, oh, I met you at the bar and we're just sitting here having a conversation. Let's become platonic friends. At a certain age, men and women who are in relationships, right, mm -hmm. especially significant relationships, aren't just out meeting new strange friends. Why? I don't know why. That's why? just not what's happening. I don't know. Women don't know nothing about men. Hmm. That's why women on, on these podcasts, on, on TikTok, talking crap about men, because women don't even understand men. Mm. All men want to do is no. And I'm talking about certain types of men. So mm -hmm. I can agree with you. Mm -hmm. The incels, the loser men, of course, mm -hmm. they can't get a woman to say they like. So mm -hmm. the second they see a woman they, like you, they like, I need to take this opportunity to get her. Right. Yeah. But certain types of men. Like I've had sex with a you before. I don't have to have sex with you. I have what sex. is uh, me? I have I have a body type, and you are my body type. So I've I've slept with a uh, you before. Okay, so I had to sleep with you. I slept with beautiful women. Before. Wait, but sleeping so with one is not sleeping with them all. You, to sir, a certain degree it is. But your mindset is developed in a way mm -hmm. that you have discipline in that area. Not everybody has discipline in that area. And I won't even say most because I hate these generalizations. All women do this. Most men do that. Did you talk to all women and most men? Like mm -hmm. we just know from the women and men in our experience how we can talk about the, the behaviors and characteristics of what they've done in our experience. And in my experience, the majority of men um, that I meet outside of a business environment, mm -hmm. right? I'm not talking about my circle of friends and entrepreneurs. Yeah. Those are really great guys that don't try anything. But if I am meeting a stranger for the first time, 99% of the time, it's not to be my buddy. I get it. I understand. Yeah. So when we're talking about women now looking for men to befriend, to, to have protection and all this stuff, like it's difficult to do that. At this big grown age, going out and meeting brand new people and saying, hey, I just really want to be friends. That's just not what's happening right now. Well, this is the thing that women don't realize. We friend zone women. You do. You do. So men, I've been friend zoned. Right. Men friend zone women. Yeah. So it's not you friend zoning the man. It's yeah. the man friend zoning you. Yo, I have been friend zoned. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Being friend zoned is not easy to deal with as Why? a woman. It's not easy. Well, because if you're being friend zoned, that means that you were trying to not be in that zone in the first place. So you're saying 
Y'all can friend zone us, but we can't friend zone you. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that at all. What I what said in was the narcissism is this. That's not when did I say that? I said <laughs> I've been friend zoned. See, this is the this is why there's such a battle between men and women online right now because mm -hmm. what I said was I've been friend zoned and it mm -hmm. didn't feel good. And then you come back and say, so you're saying men can women can friend zone men, but men can't friend. That never came out of my mouth. Okay. I said I've been friend zoned before and it didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And you started to say why. And I was going to explain because typically if, if you have to friend zone a person, man or woman, that means that the other person was interested in more happening. Right. And in my case, um, the person that friend zoned me, we actually, we actually dated, we kicked it. Oh, right. Dated. That's well, well, we, we went on a date. Mm -hmm. We went on a date. And then our conversation was always about business. Yeah. And so that person said, I value you so much in this space that I think we should be friends because of the type of dude that I know I am. You know, really just just that stuff mm -hmm. men be saying sometimes. Yeah. But they valued me more. And we're still friends, right? But valued me more as a friend. And in my mind, I'm like, I just got friend zone because I don't want to just be your friend. I'm trying to kick it and mm -hmm. do all these things. And um, yeah, so I understand how men feel. Friend zoning sucks, but I, I do agree that based on the time that we were both at at that time and what the relationship has evolved into, we are really good friends. Yeah. And sometimes as a woman, um, and in that case, it was an ego thing. It wasn't, you know, I didn't, it was an ego thing for me at that mm -hmm. time. It wasn't like I didn't have the control to say, you're right. Before we take this and go too far, you're right. We actually are dope friends. The ego side of me said, oh, oh, you want to be my friend? You're putting me in the friend zone? Who puts Donnie in the friend zone? Narcissist. That's not narcissist. That's me <laughs> having a new experience that I've never, ever been friend zone before, ever. So well, this I don't is, get friend zone. This is what's important. Like I said, for women to know, the only way you're going to really understand men is to be friends with men. And if you can't put yourself in a position where a man is okay with being your friend, you aren't really the good woman that y'all all love to say y'all are. Mm. Because you're an asset to me. Mm -hmm. And you're an asset to that guy. That's the reason. That's, he said you're too valuable, right? Right. See, in most situations, one of two things is going to happen. If me and a woman start smashing and it ends... She ain't going to like me. I ain't going to like her. Or it's going to be awkward every time we're around each other. Mm -hmm. And the third thing, just to add this, if she starts dating somebody, I can't be her friend anymore because we had sex before. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So the thing about it is, if you and then if you're running around and the only men that you're acquainted with are men you had sex with, that means you never get the real from any man. I True. Because a man that's having sex with you or wants to have sex with you is going to either lie or pander yeah. to you in some type of way. Yeah. How many dudes have you dated that didn't tell you why he didn't want to be with you no more or what or, or why what you were doing and versus what he was doing that made the relationship end? Men, they don't they don't say one that I can think of immediately. You know why? Mm -mm. Because we always want to be able to come come back and have sex with you. <laughs> but if we never have had sex, I can tell you why I can tell you about yourself. Just mm. like I, I said to you, Donnie, you're too 
confrontational and you have this I'll slap a bitch energy. Oh my God, Aaron. And I can say that because I never had sex with you. But, but if I, I don't, have sex with you, I'm not going to tell you that. But I that don't might be keep me from having sex with you in a, in a, in the future. The, but it's so unfair though to say that because you have never heard me say I'll slap a bitch, and you've never seen me slap a bitch. I, I've heard you say I'll slap a bitch. You heard me say that? Uh, a roundabout way. Yeah. Like. There's a lot of different situations. A lot of situations, it's Aaron? A, okay, there's a few different situations. I think you you're being dramatic. You say, I'll slap a bitch, but I'd be like, Donnie, I'll slap a bitch. That's, that's an assessment that you made, though. But it's true. You said yourself, I'm, I'm more like Kelly instead of Beyonce. Okay, let me be clear. Okay. There was a version of me when I was much younger. Oh, my God. I was young and dumb. That's what you want to do? I wasn't young and dumb. I was young and who I was, right? I mean, I think we all evolve. Like, we all have upbringings, and we're all from different environments and settings in which depict the behavior that you have. Not ever in recent years, and by recent, I mean, like, maybe 15 of them. I don't know. Have I slapped anybody, put my hand, or designed... I can't say that I haven't desired because there are still people who will push the That's envelope. It. Like I could, you know, but it's I wouldn't desire. do it, but I would never. And I don't even communicate it. I don't even communicate you do. that. You, you say it in the comments, you know, like you're, 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 I don't respond to people rudely in the comments. See, it's a, okay. Let me say this. And this is the reason why a lot of y'all ladies don't handle no man. There's somebody who's attacking me right now in real life, mm. a male, and I'm still not going to address him rudely in the comments. I just said, okay. And what did I say? Don't address him at all. Don't right? address it at all. But I said, okay. Exactly. You didn't just say, okay. But, but the gist of the, the like, gist, what if I say this? What if I said no? What the I say gist this? of what I said was okay. It wasn't like like I just I don't have that energy. So let me tell you something that but I, you got to respond, and that is the same type of energy because of it's passive aggressive slap a bitch energy. Sometimes, <laughs> so y'all be trying to sit around and just just placate stuff. My, it's still the same passive aggressive energy that men don't like. And men see you, and they're following you, right? You think I have passive-aggressive energy? Yes. Do you think I'm undateable? No, I don't think you're undateable. I think that that uh, energy potentially comes out in relationships in some type of roundabout way, hmm. and a guy might be like, "Have you witnessed that in a relationship with me, or just have you relate? Have you witnessed me in a relationship?" Being passive-aggressive with slap a bitch energy, not with the person, but Period. You just, you just have a confrontational nature about you. So and it's not that confrontational nature. See the way you view the world. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we look at that as different as the way we view ourselves or our mate. Mm. No, we view the world the same way we view ourselves and our mate, and that's the reason why we view our view the world the way we view it. Yeah. Like I view the world as, um. Women need to sit their asses down and find a man to to protect her and, you know, be there for her and love her so she can just stay in her femininity. And I view and the world as... I live as, like that in my own life. And I view the world as women need to use their voice. No. And I understand. I'm not, I'm not discrediting voice. what... You, yes. Women need to use their voice. And that doesn't mean, com that doesn't mean confrontation. Yes, I don't think that I'm confrontational necessarily at all. But let me tell you what I am because I understand why you think I'm confrontational. I am highly assertive. And if I am not buying it, 
it's not going to get past me. If I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. I'm very compromising. I can compromise, especially with my significant other, but I'm also going to challenge you. I don't have a problem being compromising and challenging at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I also don't avoid tough conversations. So it seems confrontational, right? So like no. if, huh? I don't think so. No. Confrontational is when you're ready to go at a stranger or when you're ready to go at your man, what you say? You know, something like that. That's not my energy, though. Being negotiable and, and just have open to have the tough conversations, mm-hmm. that's, that's being an adult. Yeah, I mean, the only time... That you will get the, what you say, energy out of me, mm-hmm. like, and I've, I've experienced it, is if you call me out of my name, like, what did you say? Like, then I'm defending myself in a different way. No. But I'm just telling you, it might not be right to you. I I'm telling you, you what's happened. But That's what's happened. if a man calls you out your name, he is now ineligible to be in your environment. That sounds There's good. No, what you talking about? There's, oh. Grab your purse and yeah, walk out the door. That sounds good. But in the reality of how relationships play out, mm-hmm. if you've dated, like, you know, I've told my story so many times. So many of you know that I've, you know, I, I have previously been in uh, a, a domestic violence situation. Mm-hmm. And the only time, and and I've just been in relationships where, you know, men can, can start off just so amazing and sweet. But when you threaten their ego, they lose emotional control, mm-hmm. right? And I have been called out of my name. Like t- the typical me is, okay, we're going to talk about this and we need to talk about this now. Uh, or we need to talk about this as soon as possible. We need to have this conversation. We're not sweeping that under the rug. And eventually it grows from that to people kind of losing emotional control. And I'm very much a level-headed person. I'm very much like, Aaron, hey, I heard that you're feeling this way. Let's get together. Let's talk about it. And I am that way in relationships too. But what I'm not going to tolerate is being screamed at by a man. Mm -hmm. Don't scream at me. Don't do this finger in your face thing with me. Don't grab me to keep me in a position that I don't want to be in. I'm I'm a grown person. Get your hands off of me. Like even if you're trying to just keep me here, not don't do any of those things to me. And I explain that right away because that will absolutely spark a different reaction then I got slap a bitch energy, but I feel like it's warranted. But I don't be slapping nobody. I, I but I feel it. like it's warranted. I get it. So this is my way of looking at this. That means either you did or don't just, you know, have standards, requirements, and boundaries. Mm-hmm. Because the second um, a woman is in my face and says something crazy, I'm simply going to lightly grab her by the back of the neck like a cat, carry her to the front door, politely drop her in front of my front door, and politely close the door. Couldn't be me. That is it. Couldn't I'm be not, me. I'm not going grab back and forth with Grab her by the back of her nobody. neck? Yo, you, don't have to, you don't have to go back and forth with me, well, but you can also just ask me to leave. The moment that it turns... Think about this, though. And that's what has happened. What? Men feel like, you know, when, when their ego is challenged... 
they don't want the confrontation. And now you have to flex your man muscle. And now you got to grab me and I'm position joking. me. No, 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 no. But that's what really happens. I that get, that actually happens. That's how that's how you pick up a cat. I, it was a joke. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it's men flex their physical strength muscle over mm. women all the time. And then it puts a woman in a position to have to now have that energy. Like, okay, I'm not just going to let you pick me up like a cat or even just grab my shoulders and physically force me out of a space. Right. So, but I just want to say this again. It was a, it's a non-literal term. So what I'm saying is, by saying that, is you are out of my house immediately. The yeah. second the words come out your mouth, yeah. it is over. I don't care if we married. It's yeah. a wrap. Yeah. Get out. I agree, and you it should be that way. It, so the thing about it is we have to have standards, requirements, and boundaries. Yeah. That You, you got to respect my boundaries. Yeah. You don't even have one time to say that. Yeah. If you say it one time, it's over. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I believe that a lot of our relationship issues are due to somebody not holding firm on their boundaries. boundaries. I 100% agree with that. But in the reality of how life actually plays out, people actually forgive, you know, certain things. There are certain offenses that are forgivable. Physical offenses are never one of them. A conversation and an argument becoming too heated, that can be a forgivable offense. No. It can be. No, if I a do man think so. Raises his voice at a woman and start calling her bees. And well, it doesn't always that. require like cursing. Like you said, all that yeah. way he's grabbing her is over. Yeah, I agree. But a lot of women won't allow it to be over. Yeah, I agree. But with me, it's over. Because so many I, people. I can just get another woman. I don't care. Yeah, so many women. The world makes women feel so afraid to just be freaking single. And so women are accepting, you know, people will say, you ask me, you know, there's reasons why, Donnie, why are you so single? Because I'm not standing for this bullshit. I'm just not. I agree. I'm not. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if we've been dating one month, one year, three months, three years. The moment that I identify the BS, I start backing my way up out of this. I'm Mm -hmm. just, I'm not going for it. And I don't think women should go for it. I don't think men should go for it. I think we have, I I think we have too much to accomplish in this life. And I think that the time that we get here is just too short Mm -hmm. for a man or a woman to deal with BS Mm -hmm. that doesn't serve them. And sometimes it's hard when you love somebody, people choose love sometimes for way too long, but we have to, and I've had to learn to understand that love is not enough. You really have to Create your boundaries and hold firm. And I've been a boundary breaker. I have. It just is. I think we all have at one point been a boundary breaker. But the more experiences you have, the more you understand, like, man, I really do have to hold firm to my boundary. And that's in relationships. I find that out in business. Like when you do favors for people in business. Yeah, I'll do. I'll give you a discount. Mm -hmm. I'll blah, blah, blah. And then that ends up being the toughest customer that you absolutely have to work with. Like I talk about holding firm to boundaries and it's not always the easiest thing to do. Boundaries are no fun, but they're so, protection. Like I, I like the word protection. They're sometimes your only only means of protection. Yeah. And when you allow a man to step over your boundaries, you're giving him the green light to do it again. Mm-hmm. So the third time he step over your boundaries, mm-hmm. he's looking at you like, "What are you talking about? I always do that." It's a habit. It's a habit. So. Yeah. You're you're the per- person that's in fault and not him. Yeah. Because you didn't stop him in the first place. Yeah. The most beautiful thing a woman can say, the most the sexiest thing a woman can say, is I don't like that. Well, I say that I all the like damn that. time. I don't like that. I, it, it was a woman that I was talking to, and I said, 
baby or something like that. I forgot what it was. Some type of, she's like, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, why? I just don't like that. I don't have to give you a, a, a reason why. I just don't like the pet names. Cool. And I said, can I tell you something I don't like? And she was like, sure. She literally opened the, the conversation by saying, I don't like that. I don't like it when you do this. I don't like it when you walk around the house and we on the phone with each other and you're talking to all these other people without saying, hold on one second. Da, 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 da. You know, we'll be in the middle of a conversation and she'll stop talking to her mama or cousin or something like, you know, not cousin, but her daughter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm in the middle of, a, of talking. Just say, hold on one second. Do, 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 do. You know? And she was like, I respect that. Mm-hmm. So she opened up. My situation wasn't that bad. Like, I'm like, all right, this is annoying. At some point, I'm going to say something because it's yeah. not a boundary thing. She just has a habit of doing something. It's not a big deal. But when she said, I don't like this, I was able to say, I don't like that. And, you know, it didn't work out. But all together. <laughs> it ended up being nothing at all. Right. <laughs> I appreciate but you for opening up. This shit ain't going to work. I but... really appreciated that small conversation because I learned from that. Speaking of conversations, mm-hmm. I want to get into another conversation. Discussions. I want to get into some discussions. So you have created a card game called Deeper Discussions Dating Edition. Mm-hmm. This is Dating Edition, Deeper Discussions. Where can we get this? You can get this from deeperdiscussions.com. All you really have to do is Google Deeper Discussions and look for that picture of the card game. You'll see it. Okay. So I'm excited about this game. I love a good conversation starter game. Mm-hmm. And you picked out some cards. We took some cards out um, that we're actually going to play. I have not seen these questions, but... Deeper Discussions card game is meant to give you and the other player or players a deeper understanding of how we all deal with relationships when or if things get serious. One of the biggest reasons why people break up is because of underlying family issues. This game can be played with either two people or an entire group. Have fun. I love that you put have fun Mm -hmm. at the end of us uncovering all of these unresolved (laughs) family childhood traumatic wounds that we're about to uncover. That nobody wants to talk about. That nobody wants to uncover. But have fun. Deeperdiscussions.com. I love it. All right. So this is mine, right? You're giving this to me? Mm -hmm. Okay, because I'm playing this this Mm -hmm. weekend for sure. Um, Who's going first? Who's asking the first question? I'll ask the first question. You'll ask the first question. All right, let me get the cards together. Whew. Aaron. <laughs> I'll ask this one. Okay. Have you ever blamed your actions or behavior on your Zodiac sign and said, I'm a so-and-so through and through? No. Okay. Okay. Was that a good one? No. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and no. I ain't gonna lie. I've, I've done that myself. I'm a Pisces. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a whole Pisces. Yeah, I don't do that. Like, I understand that people who are born at the same time of year have similar characteristics. Mm-hmm. Um, it is said that ca- I'm a Capricorn, and it is said that Capricorns Ugh. are bossy and, you know, bossy in nature and all that stuff. Um, but my daughter's father is a Capricorn, too, and he's not bossy at all. Mm-hmm. So I just don't know if that's true, but okay. I know that the common thing is Capricorns are bossy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to read that stuff, though. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. How did you contribute your most recent relationship ending? Whew, I'm so glad I didn't get this question. <laughs> <laughs> the way I contributed to my last relationship ending is because I actually reminded, okay, I have a grown, I have two grown daughters, right? And me and my oldest daughter, we was always button heads, right? And we just got to the point where you're going to be over there, I'm going to be over here, right? Mm-hmm. And we were somewhat comfortable in that space. 
And I, to a certain degree, would explain that to the girl I was in a relationship with. And she was like, that's not okay. And I was like, what are you talking about? What, what do you want me to do? Yeah. And she said, my dad does the same thing with me. Mm. And I hate it. And she said, have you ever thought for a second that she just may not know how to communicate her feelings to you? And you seem to be so okay with her being all the way over there where she is literally dying inside, wanting her daddy. Mm. And she said, I want my daddy, but I don't know how to communicate to my dad that I want him. Mm. And she's like, he's the daddy. He's supposed to know stuff. And she really got so upset. And she was like, she started crying. And she was like, I need you to uh, go after her. I need you to do this. I need you to do that, right? And I overall did not hear her. Because when she said that, to a certain degree, and this ain't against her, she hijacked my issue. Because we, I was talking about the sadness of me talking to my daughter. And mm -hmm. sometimes when we be like, eh, it's okay. It's our own way of dismissing our own feelings. Yeah. So I was dismissing my own feelings, feeling sad that me and my daughter wasn't as close as we were. And I was sad at that point. And then she somewhat hijacked my sadness yeah. and made it her sadness. And I felt like, okay, there's two things going on right here. Like I have an issue and you have an issue with me having an issue. Mm -hmm. So this ain't the time for you to make your issue about you. Mm -hmm. This is your time. We got to take turns. Mm -hmm. And what I learned from that is as a man, my job from learning that, my job is to always be, never be the first victim. So mm -hmm. I attempted to be the first victim. Remember, it's two things going on at the same time, right? Yeah. I didn't want to give up me being a victim first. So mm -hmm. I was like, wait, I have an issue with my daughter. We need to talk about that first. So the main thing I learned was as a man, never be the first victim in an argument or dispute with a woman. Let her get her stuff off. And then later on, you can get your stuff off. Mm. And that's what actually happened. And it just kind of like, because to a certain degree, in a roundabout way, due to how everything was and her perception of her dad and she's mm -hmm. trying to project her perception of her dad onto me, mm -hmm. which wasn't the same. Mm -hmm. But her fears had her like, I can't imagine being with a man and reliving my childhood all over again. Right. If you're going to do potentially your daughter like that, you may do me or my daughter like that. Yeah. And I understood that. You understood it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Your turn. Okay. Okay. Are you more avoidant or anxious in a relationship? She's yeah. a runner. She's a track star. She's a runner. She's a track star. Am I more avoidant or anxious? Mm -hmm. So I don't have an anxious personality at all, mm -hmm. but I'm also not avoidant. I think that's in conflict with suggesting that I'm confrontational. Um, I don't think either of those apply to me. I don't avoid, like, I'm going to have the tough conversations. I'm going to tell you when I don't like something. Mm -hmm. I want you to have the tough conversation with me. Um, I don't think I'm anxious. 
And I don't think either apply. So that means there's four attachment styles. You have anxious attachment style, avoidant attachment style, disorganized attachment style, and you have secure attachment style. And I can easily see you potentially being a secure attachment style because of that. I'm leaning toward that, but Mm -hmm. tell me, define what secure attachment style actually means. So is an easy way to look at it. It's positive self, positive other, which means I see myself in a positive light. I see myself as worthy of love. Mm-hmm. And I see other people as worthy of my time mm-hmm. and me being worthy of their time. Mm-hmm. That's a secure attachment style. Hey, hey, are you a service-based entrepreneur that helps your clients or customers get some type of a result, but you're struggling to post and communicate your message on social media? You don't know how to type a caption that connects and gets people's attention and converts them from just someone who's following you on social to becoming your customer or your client? Great news is that's my superpower. So I'm sending you three text messages every single day, excluding major holidays, directly to your phone of exactly what you need to post to get people to buy and convert them into clients and customers. All you have to do is join my program, Post to Paid, and you can do so by texting the words Post to Paid to 404-737-2767. And the best news is just $37 a month. So hurry up, send me the text. I'm looking for it now. An avoiding attachment style is, uh, okay, avoiding attachment style is I have a, a positive self, but I have a negative other. Mm. It's a person that's in traffic, like, what's wrong with all these stupid idiots? Mm-hmm. What, what's wrong with the world? Mm-hmm. But you're amazing. You're smart. But yeah. the world is trash. Mm-hmm. And everybody's dumb, right? Yeah. That is the avoiding attachment style. So they feel like they're worthy of love. They're worthy of attention. But nobody else is worthy of their love and attention because everybody's stupid. Yeah, no, that's not me for sure. Or I'm afraid of somebody letting me down. Mm-hmm. All right. And the anxious attachment style is negative self, positive other, mm-hmm. which means I don't see myself worthy of love. So I'm going to run. I'm going to self-sabotage the relationship that is budding into something positive. Because inherently, you don't want me. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you want me? All these other people out here. It well, just we know that no ain't sense. me. Exactly. We know that ain't me. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you not? Why would you not want me? <laughs> right. And disorganized is negative self and negative other. Okay. So imagine being in a hood. Your yard looked like trash, and the neighbor's yard looks like trash. Both of y'all have. Uh, a, a bad way of looking at yourselves. You have a bad way of looking at other people. Yeah. Those people are usually violent because people in the hood, they ain't got nothing to fight about and they just fight because ain't nothing else to do. Yeah. So that's what the attachment styles actually are. Got you. Okay. So secure attachment is definitely me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You got a positive self and a positive other. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's my turn, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you repair an issue that you caused in a relationship? By hearing the other person. By taking the time, of course, like I said, never be the first victim in an argument. And finding out what the actual problem is. Because you are the problem regardless of what. You did something to piss the other person off. Or you did something to trigger that other person. Mm -hmm. Because, like I say with, with women, we men didn't hurt you. We triggered you. Somebody else hurt you and 
you're just, oh, what I just did confirms how you feel about yourself or confirms what the other person did is real because now I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really do it. I triggered it. Mm -hmm. So I need to find out what happened to you in the past so we can talk about the trigger because I didn't hurt you. And if I did hurt you, let's talk about that too. Okay. But in most cases, I triggered you and I didn't hurt you. They be out here hurting too. Just putting it out there. (laughs) Your turn. Okay. Okay. All right. Describe the negative side of you and are, and I'm sorry, describe the negative side of you and your mother's relationship dynamic. Mm -hmm. Okay. Me and my mom, the negative side, um, me and my mom are like sisters. Okay. And uh, that can, so there's a difference between a mother-daughter relationship and mm-hmm. a mother-daughter relationship that acts as like a sister relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we get into these little bickers because me and my mom are like sisters. We've lived together, you know, for much of my adult life. We don't anymore, but for much of my adult life, we lived together and we would just go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And I think that stemmed from my childhood when my mom was very much uh, controlling mm. over my life. And this is what you're going to do. This is what you need to do. This is where you're going. This is blah, 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 blah. Like you're going to go to college and, you know, and, and I had, you know, I had options. I had a very good parental upbringing mm. from my mom and my stepfather. But if I have to be forced to ask the question, I th- to answer the question, it would be, that I grew up feeling like my mom was so controlling. Like that would be the one thing I would run to my dad about my stepfather. Like she's just trying to control me and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So because I grew up feeling like that, um, when I became an adult and able to provide for myself, I have this like, you won't control me mindset. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to make the decision for me and you don't get to control me. And she feels that now as a mom. And I think um, I could do a better job at, not making her feel like she doesn't have control, Mm -hmm. but I think she could also do a better job at understanding that I am grown and and realizing that while you do have input that I respect very much, that's very different than control. So let me ask you this. Sound like you had an engulfing mother versus an ignoring mother, right? I don't like the word engulfing. I had a very involved mom. Okay. So let me ask you this. Do you think, Having your mom live with you as an adult put you in a position where you can relive your childhood and win this time. No. You were in control. You were yeah. this little slave or whatever. She told you to do this, told you to do that. And now you can have her walk around your house like, this is my house, and you can't tell me what to do. No, it wasn't And now like, I win. Yeah, no, it wasn't like okay. that at all. So <laughs> I notice about you that you have very extreme perspectives, mm-hmm. right? Um, I didn't walk around like a slave as a little girl. Like, my mom just wasn't on my ass doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my mom has a way of making you make the decision that she wants you to make, right? And that didn't always feel good. Or Mm -hmm. I I often felt very um, afraid to disappoint my mom because I know I'm making a decision that she wouldn't make. Now, for clarity, much of my adult life was spent living with my mom, and she was the provider, so, no, I wasn't mm. walking around the house like, 
I'm the winner now and right. all of this stuff. Okay. And now it's a reward for me to provide for my mom. I like and that. I would just never throw that in her face. Okay. So that's not it. And it didn't require me to live with my mom for us to go back and forth like sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just been whether we were in the same house, outside of the same house. Um, so, no, it, it's not that. Like, very early on in my adulthood, you know, probably until I was 30-something years old, I lived with my mom. She rescued me. Yeah. And that still felt like, oh, gosh, I'm back in my mom's house. I still have to consider her rules yeah. and, you know, all this stuff. Um, and it was like she walked past my room like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you looking for a job? And I'm trying to build a business. And she's mm-hmm. not feeling this whole build this yeah, business thing. Yeah. And that felt like control. Like, just let me do what I know I should be doing. It was it was stuff like that. It wasn't get on your hands and knees and clean up this goddamn floor. <laughs> we weren't we weren't doing that. Yeah. And now that I have the privilege of providing for my mom, I would never throw that in her face. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, um, the reason why I brought that up, because uh, somebody in the audience may... For sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I positioned my mom for clarity. Um, I desired for her to retire. Mm. I desired for her to not continue to go into work environments that she really didn't like. And so it it was a request, like, you know, during the pandemic, I think they were retiring people anyway. And Mm. at that time I just said, don't worry about going back. So um, it's not a situation where I had to save my mom from anything. It was a choice. Like, I see that you go to work every single day. My mom sacrificed so much for me. I finally am in a position. You have rescued me throughout my adulthood. I'm in a position now, and this is what I want to do. Mm. And so that's where we are, and we're riding this thing on out to the end. That's what I want to do. Let me ask you a question. Do you think if a man comes into your life and says, I want to retire you, would you be okay with it? As she breathes hard into the mic. Um, so this is a challenge for me, mm-hmm. right? So this is something that I have thought about. I have thought about, like, my past relationship, there wasn't a problem with my lifestyle and the expenses and all that stuff. He mm-hmm. would be able to provide for that if I just wanted to stop, and I think he would have supported if I wanted him to stop, if I wanted to stop. But I often think about now as a single woman, the man who would come into my life and they see how much I'm responsible for and how they would like, huh, you're going to have to keep working, babe, because you got a whole lot of overhead, right, from your business to your mom to your daughter and, you know, all this stuff. Well, if he came in and said, I'll take care of your mom and your daughter, like, sit down. If he comes in and tells me I'm not a sit-down-somewhere personality, and I don't mean that from a control perspective, I just, I'm, I'm busy, like, I like to do stuff now. No, don't be busy no more. Sit down. Yeah, I get that. But then I'm not the one for you. Okay. If you want, like, a stay-at-home wife, I'm probably not ideal for you because I understand the purpose on my life. Mm-hmm. And while I don't have to work as hard as I do, I am looking for somebody to come in here and relieve some of the work that I have to do. Wait, right? wait, wait, wait. Just like I said earlier about the little cornball that was talking about women being the man's rib and women don't need, need no man. Um, you were put here to be a helpmate. So you didn't let me finish. You didn't let me finish. How is he coming in to help you? Yep. You didn't let me finish. Okay. So I do not desire to work as hard as I do. Mm -hmm. And I would love for someone to come in and help me relieve all of this responsibility. But what that means to me is the ideal person for me 
also has a purpose and a vision that I'm in alignment with. Mm -hmm. And I can contribute value to him in a way that I don't have to build this thing by myself anymore. I can come and get behind my man and help him because my purpose doesn't mean that I have to do it in my own business. That does that also doesn't mean that I'm gonna meet a man and just give up everything that I built and work for. We have to have a conversation and be in alignment. But all I am saying is I'm not so stuck. I'm stuck and committed to my purpose. Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily stuck and committed to it being in the form of me being a business coach for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And so ideally for me, I desire a man whose vision I am in alignment with in a, and, and he is so com he's so confident and secure that he'll let me come and help him build this and let me live my passion and my purpose through what you're doing. Like I'm a big advocate of family business. You guys have heard me say that, you know, a lot. And I want somebody that I can merge purpose with. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, that is me being his help meet. But because of what I have going on, it's a huge relief for me too. I believe yeah. that we're here to help and support each other. What? Well, yeah, I understand that. I understand it. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that contextually that was explained because altogether, like if we was to look at it, right, you would still be a business coach and you'll still be the pot do the podcast. Yeah. But you will outsource all the other stuff because uh he needs you uh more available to him. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe and he would just set up all all of the all of whether it's um virtual assistants or whatever yeah. and hire a maybe. crew where you don't have to do all that stuff and then he's you're more available. Still to him. a strong maybe because we also have to define what available to him means available to just follow behind you and travel with you because you're going to be gone for two weeks or available to really be about this mission with you. Those are two totally different things, right? Mm -hmm. I am not willing to lay down on my purpose because somebody wants me attached to them at the hip. But if you want us to combine purpose and join forces and do something that is generational and something grand and great. Yes. But not just because, babe, I don't want you to work anymore. I just really want you to be available to go where I go. I'm not the one for you. Mm. I, I, There's a calling so big on my life that I cannot be idle. It will not be fulfilling to me. Okay. And at the end of the day, um, the man for me wants me to be as fulfilled as he is. Hopefully we can do that in alignment with each other. Mm -hmm. And if we can't, then we're not the man or woman for each other. Okay. So that's why you ain't got no man. That's, then that might be why I ain't got no man. Okay. Because I think that the reason why so many people do have a man and are miserable, and I coach, I coach women and men in this space all the time, I feel like so many people are miserable and they're settling for somebody who can just take care of them. They're settling for somebody who just wants them around and those things are great. But when we are talking about the rest of your life, the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and we're talking about fulfillment, everybody has a purpose. And I don't believe anybody should be so willing to risk purpose for the sake of being provided for. I don't. I don't. You can say whatever it is that you want to say. All of these people are not all, but many people that I know that are married. I get women so often now. Every single day there's a DM from a woman who is a spouse. She's happy to be a spouse. She's happy to be a parent, but she feels so insignificant. I will not be that woman. And now we're, we're reverse engineering. You got the husband, you got the children, you got the dog, you got the house, you got the lifestyle, but you feel so insignificant because you don't contribute what you desire to contribute in the way you desire. And a man can say, oh, well, I don't need that from you. I need you to contribute in this way. I think instead of forcing someone to contribute in the way that you want them to contribute, just find that person who who feels like her purpose is connected to that. My purpose is connected 
to impacting people all over the globe. And the man for me understands that. So you won't be able to come into my life and tell me to sit down and shut up. My voice needs to be heard. That's something that's in me that's not going away. And anybody who attempted to silence that voice is unequivocally, without question, not the man for me. Understood. And just keep this in mind. You can look at fulfillment as, you know, a place in your heart where you're happy and you your voice is heard and all this other stuff. But it's another side of fulfillment in a definition is delivering. Mm-hmm. And you're delivering something to the other person. Yeah. So as a woman, do you think women settle and become unfulfilled or do they settle and aren't able to fulfill the man's dream and that's the reason why they feel like uh, things aren't the way they are. Because sometimes you can find a man and you're his helpmate, but he's not helping himself. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you're not fulfilled because he's not fulfilling his side of yeah. the bargain. And you don't feel fulfilled because you can't fulfill him yeah. because he's not. You can't deliver nothing to somebody that's not building anything. I think both are you true. Know? I think that. Um, women are in relationships and they've settled for situations and they just lack fulfillment. Um, And then I also think that women have gotten into relationships believing that they could be uh, the spark for this man. If I'm behind it, I can help him be successful and blah, 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 blah. And then it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And now you feel unfulfilled. I believe both things are true. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I think that we have to do more due diligence on the front end in not falling for the beauty and the good sex and the fun and the laughs and the love. Like, mm-hmm. love is really not enough. The money is not enough. The sex is not enough. None of these things are enough. And I don't think enough, I don't think enough couples actually have the conversation about what is your vision for your life? Mm-hmm. What is your purpose? And there are so many people who don't understand what their purpose is attaching themselves to somebody who is very purposeful thinking that it's going to work out and it won't. Yeah. And we have to do better at choosing our mate. Period. And what is the front end? You said we got to work better on the front end. Mm-hmm. Is it therapy or are you talking about like yeah. what? Yeah. I mean, it can be a number of things. I think it's therapy. I, I am. I am an advocate of boyfriend, girlfriend couples going to, into therapy yes. together. I'm yes. a huge advocate mm-hmm of that. And I think it's so powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, I've only done that in one relationship and it was really so powerful, whether it reveals that you should be in a relationship or not is powerful. Um, but I think that there needs to, so a lot of times, and I don't even, I don't even think I want to say in the black community because white people get relationships wrong too, right? Mm -hmm. All races get relationships wrong. But a lot of times what ends up happening is, um, many of us are from, broken homes or if it's not a broken home we're from a home where our parents were a unit for all of our lives but there was so much turmoil inside of that unit it was still broken Mm -hmm. right like they weren't happy they weren't this they were you know other kids and other families and whatever the case may be so now we are a generation that I think more than ever is focusing on mental health Mm -hmm. and boundaries and living life by our own design but we're doing that with no guidance and no training. We have no formal training for this. So you get two people who are from broken environments that are now trying to put something whole together. Mm-hmm. You need help from somebody who's done this thing from a whole perspective, yeah. right? And you need somebody else's ear. You're, you're trying to make decisions together, 
but there was no formal training for it. And I think that on the front end, we can do a better job at one abstaining from sex a whole lot longer than we typically do in relationships. I don't, I'm not a advocate of waiting until marriage, but we can wait beyond the first date, right? We can actually have, we can actually have a couple of conversations to make sure you actually like, let's confirm the like for this person first. Mm -hmm. So many people are lusting and attracted to that. You don't even confirm the like and then usually what happens is you have sex very quickly and three days later you realize I don't even really like her really like, yeah. or I don't even really like him. So I think we can do a better job at that. Um, I think we can do a better job at establishing friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we can do a better job at learning to understand the other person. Yeah. We get into relationships. We don't understand the other person. So when there is turmoil, when there is trouble, I don't even understand you enough to resolve conflict with you. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think we need to ask more questions. I think more, I think we need to learn how to ask the tough questions. I think card games like this are clutch and critical. Like I love these kind. I have so yeah. many of these type of games. I love them because it, in a non-confrontational way, forces you to have a conversation that needs to be had. And you will listen to some of these responses and say, "Right, Mm-mm. you're not the one for me. You're not the one." Mm-hmm. So these are all things that I think we can do on the front end that people don't do. Yeah, so we got one more question. I think it's my turn. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll both answer this one. Okay. We ain't answering this one together. No, why? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, name a time when money was the main factor why a relationship went bad. We got to both answer this. Okay. Okay, so back in 2008, uh, the world was, was falling apart financially. And I was, to a certain degree... Uh, broke, about to lose my house, lost my job. It wasn't no jobs available. And I met this amazing woman that lived with her mama, right? And she was going through somewhat the same issues, right? So we got together as in a little trauma bond. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's move in together. Let's, do, you know, and it Oof. turned into some crap. But I end up having a very... um a strong attachment to that woman because this was the first time in my adult life where I was in this broke stage where I didn't know, like I said, I was about to lose my house and all this other stuff, worried all the time. And she was right there for me, but she wasn't the right woman for me because she was broke too. And she was okay with living with her mama. I thought it was because of 2008. She just always lived with her mama. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, Oh crap. But the reason why it ended mainly because finances was my finances was messed up and it, it just was toxic or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you? So I've never had a relationship end because money was an issue. Okay. I've had a relationship not move forward mm. because like I've had a situation that could absolutely have been a beautiful relationship, but it didn't move forward. Um, and it was because I was the breadwinner. And even though that person was very supportive, like verbally, physically, very Mm -hmm. supportive, internally, it did something to them that um, I was the breadwinner. And I wasn't just the breadwinner. I was like by a landslide, Mm -hmm. the breadwinner. Yeah. So. Were you talking down to him? Never. Yo, broke ass. Okay. Never. I don't, I don't do that. Okay. Um, I wouldn't date anybody that I don't have admiration and respect for. Right. Mm -hmm. And. It was it was just little things that I noticed that um, he started to show insecurities in some way and not even him showing insecurities. 
I became insecure and for him on mm-hmm. his behalf. So um, he, he thought like, oh, I don't have a problem with you being the breadwinner because he had a plan, right? Mm-hmm. And then the plan's not planning the way that he wants yeah. to plan the plan. And yeah. he became insecure having conversation with me about things that weren't working out, mm-hmm. conversations that you should be able to have with somebody that you're going to be in a relationship with. Yeah. He doesn't want to tell me because now it's like your plans work. My plans are not working. I'm kind of feeling like a loser here. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it would be um, times where um, again, so, you know, I like to, um, I've always gone into restaurants and if I want three appetizers, I'm going to get them right. I don't look at the price on a menu. I, I order what I want to order at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. But in this situation, because I was very considerate of them, I would find myself like, maybe I shouldn't get any appetizers, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't know what to do here. Like, there's a part of me that's like, a friend of mine told me it was rude of me that I would go into the restaurant and not order any appetizers when my normal behavior is to order appetizers. Mm -hmm. But from my perspective, I thought I was being considerate. Like, I'm going to be considerate. Like, I'm not going to sit here and order $100 worth of appetizers when I know that this restaurant was probably a stretch to begin with. I'm trying to be... So there was this battle with him not being able to, like, talk to me fully because it looked like I had everything together on his side. Then there's this battle with me. um, And this was a few years ago. There's this battle with me feeling like I couldn't live the quality... Like, there's this battle. Like, I couldn't live... You know, if we're going to the mall, he wants to take me shopping... Mm -hmm. I ain't taking you to Saks. Yeah. I'm gonna take you to Macy's. He's taking you to Forever 21. Well, he but the thing was, he would take me to Saks. But yeah. I'd be like, no, nah, I, I think I cleared Saks out already. Let's go to Macy's. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm trying to protect yeah. him. And I think that I'm being considerate, but I had a girlfriend who said, that's actually kind of rude. Like, if he scraped up his dollars to take you to Saks, let him do it. And I get it. I just, you know, I never wanted him to feel like he had to keep up with the things that I was doing for myself. So it was just a battle mm-hmm. of the relationship not. Um, and that was that was a couple of years ago that that happened. And we're good friends today, but the relationship did not move forward because there were insecurities about me being the breadwinner. And Aaron, honestly, before we wrap up, like give me some advice about that because the reality is um, while I am in a circle of very successful people and we're in Atlanta, it's successful people with money all, all around, Money is not my motivating force, mm-hmm. right? Like I would like for somebody to have their stuff together, like enough to be a provider and all that stuff. But for me, um, where I am right now, like just to put things in perspective, when I was a young girl, I didn't see myself being married. Mm-hmm. I never dreamed about children and marriage. Like that just mm-hmm. wasn't my mission. I always dreamed about success. Yeah. Like I wanted to be the president. That, okay. that was on my vision board. I wanted to be the first female president of the United States. Okay. I didn't have the husband and the kids mm-hmm. in the frame at all. And then, of course, you start growing and you become very attached to people and, and you start to feel relationships. But I've always been driven by accomplishing my goals. Mm-hmm. I've, I got it honest. That's who I've been my whole life. But now I'm reaching a place where I do desire, you know, to be in a relationship that I'm not going to run away from or that I'm not going to self-sabotage. Right. I okay. do desire that. But the reality is um, what I've realized is that I'm not moved by anybody else's money. I don't necessarily want to be the provider, but it's a possibility that I could be. What are your thoughts? So are you okay with being a pookie picker or a loser chooser? Let me take that back. I don't 
I don't and I won't be the provider. Mm-hmm. I don't mind making more money than. Okay. Um, but I'm never going to be the provider. That's just just to asking. be clear. Okay. Okay. So this is sadly what happens to a lot of women when they're in their young ages and in the 20s or whatever. They want to go to college and, and do all these different things. And they get all the, the degrees and the accomplishments. And now, like a man, they like, okay, now I'll accomplish all these other stuff. What else is there to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Oh, now I want to get married. Yeah. And that's not how it works. I don't even know if I want to get married more than oh, okay. I want. Um, I'm. Let me, let me say this. Mm-hmm. I am, for the last 10 years, if I'm being fully transparent, and I don't know if I've ever said this on a podcast, but for the last 10, maybe 15 years, I've desired another child more than I desired a marriage. Okay, that's an issue. Yeah. Well, I desire a long-term partner, but when when you think about, like, many women... Partner. Many women, many women dream and crave marriage, right? Mm -hmm. In a way that I've just never experienced, but... I have dreamed and craved for another kid. Well, that's that, a problem. That could be. I'm exp- I'm telling you, yeah. I, you know, this I'm yeah. telling you what yeah. I feel, right? So I have dreamed like like a child easy. And that doesn't mean that I'm looking to create another single parent household the second time around, but when I dream and mm-hmm. I close my eyes and I think about what I really want, a baby will pop up before a husband. Now, that doesn't mean that I won't I don't want a husband. There have been, and there is someone that I, there have been people that I could marry. Well, and I could see myself in that situation. But what has happened, and mm-hmm. this is this is the downside, ladies, of focusing on success for so long. Mm-hmm. The downside is I have learned how to be content and happy with myself. Right. And this is the thing that I want all women to understand. The little sperm cells in our balls Have dreams also. (laughs) Okay. And the sperm cells in our balls have a dream of being in a two parent household with married parents. So what about the dreams of the sperm cells in our, in our balls? Yeah. You don't care about them. Who said that? You just care about your dreams. Who said that? So when I had my daughter, when I had my daughter, I was engaged to be married. It, it wasn't just, oh, I plan to be a single mom. Mm-hmm. And if ever I have another kid, the plan is not to be a single mom. That's not what I'm saying. Again, you're very extreme. What I am saying is, nope, I didn't say that this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go create another baby and be a single mom. Okay. Never said that. Okay. What I said was, what do you think? Most women close their eyes and they dream of being married women. I close my eyes and I dream about more children. That does not mean that I don't, I won't be married. That mm. doesn't mean that I'm going to have another baby and be another, a single mom again. Just like when most women close their eyes and they dream of marriage, that doesn't mean that they're not also thinking about having children. Okay. It's just, I'm letting you know where my heart lies. Like I am a, I understand fully that I am a mother to the core. I am now coming around to a place where it's like, a long-term relationship is possible. It would really be cool. For the record, I've always been in long-term relationships. I just have not gone the marriage route mm. for many reasons. Sometimes I run from commitment. All the time you run. 
No, I can't say I can't oh, agree okay. to that. I can't agree to all the time I run, but I have been known to be a runner. Someone mm-hmm. very recently called me a runner. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that I've done the self work. Mm-hmm. I think that I've done the therapy and I've been working on myself long enough to finally know why that was the case and to be ready to do something different. And I get approached by amazing men every single day for real, mm-hmm. like amazing men who are marriage minded who put their bid in every mm-hmm. single day. Um, it's just that, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but there is a feeling that I'm looking for. Okay, just keep this in mind. Feelings are fickle, right? True. And when you live off of feelings, when you build off of feelings, you don't really have anything. Is imaginary because mm-hmm. feelings are real. Mm-hmm. But when you start building things around how you feel about something, you're you're usually not going to end up where you want to be. And the fulfilling side will never get there because you're feeling your feelings instead of fulfilling your goals in life. Yeah. So you can't feel your feelings because that's different than being fulfilled. I understand that perspective. It's the reason that I have it is because... I've been in situations where I just the reason that I that I'm not in them is because I absolutely didn't like the way I felt in that situation. Right. And so now for me, it's not about the money or the status and it never has been for me, but it's extremely not about the money or the status. But someone who just makes you feel good, makes you feel needed, makes you feel necessary, makes you feel like a priority, Mm -hmm. makes you feel love like those are the things that and and. That feeling like I want to feel like, oh, this is why the journey has been so rocky. You're the one. Okay. I can understand that. And it's it's a real thing. But we all have to make sure we put things in a logical box also. Yeah. Because the way you feel about somebody, because I've been married before, the way you feel about somebody today, that can change. Mm-hmm. And when that feeling goes away, are you just going to throw the person away because you don't feel like that anymore? Hell yeah. That's what we finna do. Well, that's the problem. Bye bye. Hit the run. No, I'm just playing. No, 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 no. People evolve. People change. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm actually grateful. If I had gotten married in my 20s when I was engaged, um, it's, a, it's a strong possibility that it would have already resulted in divorce. I am such a different person. Mm-hmm. And you have to ask, you, you have to, I think we have to do also on the front end, a great job at choosing people who are willing to and have already displayed evidence of accepting evolution. Mm -hmm. We're evolving and people who are so content with being the same person and they think that they are their best selves right now, stay far away from those kind of people. Um, So I'm open to evolving and, and changing and all this stuff. I think, I think I am in the best condition physically, mentally, and emotionally and spiritually than I have ever been in life mm. to even consider marriage right now. I love now. it. I love yeah. it. I yeah. like that. I like that. Yeah, you do? Yeah, I like that. Oh, give me a high five, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> you see the hood right in her? Like, <laughs> she don't stick a little tongue out. A little tongue out. So if you want me, baby, you got to take the professional me. And, and the Meg side of you. And the Meg the There's a whole lot of Meg the <laughs> I remember when I first got on Bumble, my profile said something like, this was years ago, I think 2016, 2017, it said, 
that um, the best way to describe me is a a fair balance of Michelle Obama and with a little Cardi B. Mm, that's okay. that was that was certainly. Um, I don't know if that's that's me anymore, but there's there's definitely a um, a more risque mm-hmm. side than what people actually get to see. But we got to wrap this conversation up. And just for the record, you kind of like don't want to compare yourself to Michelle Obama. Just well, I love Michelle Obama. First of all, you're not coming from Miss o- Mrs. Obama. Mm-hmm. I don't like her. I don't care what you like. I love her. Okay. I love Michelle Obama. I th- anyway, that's a whole other conversation. We'll, when this episode drops, we're going to go live mm-hmm. because we got to pick up right here yeah. with why you're not feeling my girl. But I cannot <laughs> accept any Michelle Obama slander okay. on this platform. Okay. Ooh, well, okay. <laughs> Let us know where to find you. You can find me on Instagram at I am underscore Mr. Let Go. You can find me on YouTube at Mr. Let Go, which is M-R-L-E-T-G-O. And you can buy my card game, Deeper Discussions. It's going crazy everywhere. A lot of people have already played this game. And it is really helpful to not just dating, people dating, but people who just don't understand the opposite sex. Because just like what we did with this conversation, there's a lot of parenting issues. There's a lot of upbringing issues. There's a lot of ex issues that people just don't want to talk about. So the main thing I want to push is not me, is deeper discussions. Because altogether, this is more important than me. Mm. I'm just a person on social media or whatever But this right here, uh, get your life together. All right, Mr. Get Your Life Together. We have heard it here today, you guys, from Aaron Mallory. I sincerely and genuinely like you in real life. Thank you. I like Aaron in real life better than I like Mr. Let Go. Me and Mr. (laughs) Let Go can throw hands at each other, all right? But I think that uh, games like this, even Mm. though your delivery is very aggressive online, Mm. I think thinking through games like this is well thought out. I never really, like, promote anybody's products and stuff on this podcast, but I know how important... Um, these kind of conversations are. So y'all absolutely need to get this. And maybe we can get online and play it or something and do something real fun. But uh, this has been another amazing episode. For those of you who want to find out how to work with me, www.sixfigureedu.com. And I will see you next week. We out. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc